Yes, yes, yes. Welcome back, beautiful minds, beautiful people with your beautiful ears tuning into yet another amazing episode of yet another podcast with your boys, Summit and Thunmith. We're back. What up, Summit? What up, bro? How's it going, my brother? My brother. <laughs> you okay over there? I'm good, man. I'm good. Chilling, man. Chilling. How you doing? I'm good, man. Uh, never been better. Can't complain. Just uh, got back from work. I uh, had one of my last few uh, therapy sessions today. Nice. Yes. Uh, if you can put in a la- uh, uh, applause track, <laughs> put that in here. Uh, your boy is finally transitioning out of therapy. It's been a beautiful... How long has it been? It's been like 14 or 16 months, something like that. So, yeah, uh, did that. And now I'm doing a podcast. Uh, life is good. Can't complain. Life is good. Enter future <laughs> voice right here. <laughs> <laughs> How's everything with you? How you been? Good, man. Good. Uh, you know, same old. Can't really complain. Got a jury duty summons the other day. So, <laughs> after. Wait, seriously? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. Yeah, I mean it's it's for like a I think it's a next week or something. Like it's like one of those situations where you have to call in the night before to see if you actually get called or whatever. Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. we'll see. One of my coworkers is on a grand jury, so like her shit is gonna be months before she's done. It's crazy. Yeah, she's locked up for a bit. <laughs> it's it's like wait, who's going to jail? Huh? Yeah, exactly. Or the person convicted. <laughs> She's just trapped, just trapped. <laughs> somebody was saying, uh, speaking of jury duty, I, I can't remember who it was, but somebody on the Stephen Colbert show was like, uh, I think it was Alex Trebek, but he was like, going to the Oscars is like Hollywood jury duty. <laughs> it's like, if you're a part of Hollywood, you're obligated to be there. <laughs> yeah, that's actually pretty funny. <laughs> I've only done jury duty like once, yeah. uh, but I didn't even get to serve on the jury. It was actually funny they called me and i was so excited because this was like right out of college it was one of my first jobs right out of college and um so i'm just excited to get out of work you know (laughs) and and be paid for it so i get out of work i get there whatever and they make you wait and shit and then i finally get to inside the courthouse inside the court sorry in the room and uh, I look at, uh, I think it was a like defendant or plaintiff. I don't remember. Looked at the guy and it was a client. It was like one of our clients <laughs> that oh, I had worked fuck? with before. <laughs> so That's the awful. judge <laughs> judge starts asking these questions to the jury. Like, is anybody here related to any of the parties? Or does anybody have any bias against any of the parties? And I had to raise my hand. I'd be like, uh, yeah, uh, this is somebody I've worked with before. So... I don't know what you want to do here. He was like, the judge Get was out. like, yeah, the judge was like, do you feel like you're going to be biased? And I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yep. He was like, all right, you can go home. I was like, all right, cool. Bye. <laughs> yeah. Same thing happened to me. I, I had to do jury duty or I got summoned, what, like nine, 10 years ago, something like that. I think it was yeah. like nine years ago. And the same thing happened, but I had to go like two separate days. So the first day, like I had to sit there the whole day, didn't get a chance to like even get to the point where they were asking me those types of questions. And the second day I showed up, they put like they broke us up into into smaller groups and then had these questions for us. Like, okay, will you be biased? Have you ever had any run ins with a law yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Right. And 
I don't remember what the question was, but it, it allowed me to be exempt from jury duty at that point. Uh, okay, nice. <laughs> uh, so I was like, yo, I'm He's good just for like... you racist. That's it. <laughs> it's like, ah, I'm racist. It's really hard to do with a turban on your head, but yeah. <laughs> both the defendant and the plaintiff are both white, and I hate white people, so <laughs> I got to go home. <laughs> I just hate people. No, <laughs> Oh man, yeah, I guess so. It happens like every ten years, I guess. So I guess my uh, turn's probably going to be coming up soon again. That sucks. Yeah, there's like a state level, there's a federal level, then there's a county level, something like that. I don't know. It's yeah. there's some like structure in place where it's like four to six years is for the county level or some shit like that. But gotcha. Anyway, tell oh, me wow. more about your. Uh, I want to hear more about your therapy, man. Uh, you you just said you're transitioning out. What's the experience been like for you? Oh man, it's been good, dude. Anybody, um, uh, oh shit, <laughs> we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. Yeah. I'm like, oh fuck, uh, we're going to talk about this now. Okay. Um, therapy has been good, man. It's been good. It's, uh, I've been going regularly, uh, for about, like I said, 12, 14 months, something like that. Um, and uh wow i'm putting a lot of pauses here because shit just got real <laughs> i don't know why i get like this when i'm talking about it i can be professional about it um it's been good man uh, i had a lot of demons i had a lot of insecurities i still do i have a lot of demons a lot of insecurities uh a lot of shit that bugs me out um you know this because you're my best friend and when i hit rock bottom and when when my depression became so severe and when you know uh, shit just hit the fan for me it it became like you guys were the ones that pushed me you're like yo you have to start going to therapy you got to see somebody because this is not normal like i would literally this is back when i was working full-time on my business so i didn't have any structure so literally like i would stay up to like five six in the morning wouldn't be able to fall asleep and then wake up at like one or two o'clock in the afternoon and then you know stay home all day spend hours like just soaking in the bathtub um I, I didn't have the motivation to do anything i literally couldn't get myself to do shit it was bad it was so bad and um so yeah it it, it was i'm not saying i'm better just because of therapy it, it was a it was a mixture of a lot of things and i'm not saying i'm 100 percent better either um mm -hmm. And that's kind of like been that that's kind of been like our conversation in the last couple of sessions with her, uh, with my therapist. I have a, a a three or two or three more sessions left, but it was a combination of shout out to my friends, uh, Amapreet, shout out to Razdeep, the guys that like got me into the gym, mm -hmm. uh, because just like getting into the gym, lifting weights, and just like you know, working out was like a big change that definitely helped me feel better uh it was you know uh you guys my support system that kind of like really was there for me was constantly checking in with me it was uh, having creative outlets so like whether it was writing music or writing poems or uh designing things for clothing or whatever like you know different create or writing jokes comedy all that stuff um, so it's, it's been a combination of things. Uh, and then lastly, it was getting a job and getting into an environment that had more structure so that I could get out of the house and 
fucking put pants on in the morning mm-hmm. and like you know uh accomplish small little tasks every day you know right. um so a combination of all those things is why i'm 10 times better than i was in at the end of 2018 uh but therapy in itself is is it's great because there's literally nobody else that i can be that candid with i mean i'm very candid with my friends with you guys uh and with the listeners of this podcast but like there's one last little thin little level <laughs> that i basically cross with my therapist you know like she she really gets to go deep down into my brain and um you know hear those thoughts and and stuff like that so for anybody that's going through a tough time that's experiencing some sort of depression anxiety uh whatever it is i highly highly recommend seeing a professional seeking out a professional help and and going to see a therapist i know there's like a huge stigma in the brown community um in the asian community in general i think about going to see a therapist because they think oh my god this person's gonna be crazy or some shit um but it's definitely not like that you know it's just like you're talking to another person and this person just knows what to do with your thoughts like they help you navigate your thoughts that's it you know like we we like i sometimes i go and vent to my therapist and say the same shit i would say to one of my friends but she knows more she knows better what to do with that information like what is driving those feelings what is driving those emotions what are the triggers why why did i feel that way and things like that right so it's been great man honestly like it, it's been really good uh i you i highly recommend if uh you guys don't have insurance which i didn't when i saw when i first was seeking help there's a great website called betterhelp.com uh, better help you can get a therapist online you get to chat with them you can um, you schedule calls with them once a week things like that uh, so i don't see my therapist in person i've never seen her in person so it's all over the phone or over video call or whatever mm-hmm. and it's great it's really convenient for me for my um, so if you're kind of like me and prefer that uh, or can't afford it whatever or don't have insurance it's a great um great outlet basically but yeah yeah i mean you know thanks for sharing that first of all that's not like not it's not an easy thing to talk about especially like when you're when you're dealing with things but yeah um like like you mentioned it's it's an aid right it's not something that um is the only thing that's ever going to help you when when you're going through stuff so i've seen the difference in how you are and how you've been for the last you know over the last year and the progress you've made and you know i want to say on air officially that like how proud of you i am to be able to see that growth and that uh change in in your overall mentality and the way you carry yourself and everything right like oh thank you appreciate it yeah and and it, it takes a lot of courage to be able to say that you need to seek help or you want to seek help right because 100%. of these stigmas, yeah. part of it is the stigmas and part of it is like pride, right? That, oh no, right. I'll get through this on my own. I don't need anybody else to help me, right? But right. it's, again, it's it's not, it doesn't need to be a last resort thing, right? It's an yeah. aid. It's not like, a, it's not like a jail sentence where, oh, I absolutely have to do this. You know what I mean? Right. 
it's so for people out there who might be considering it or feel like you know they're heading down a path where it might they might benefit from therapy if they're you know practicing yeah. self-deprecating uh practices and and things like that yeah. or just having you know bad thoughts in general yeah it's a good outlet man it's a, and and you you hit the nail on the head obviously like the whole point of therapy is because of uh, or rather talking to somebody who's a professional in the th- in the world of therapy Right. They're the best equipped people and best educated people to be able to handle the issues that you deal with. Right, right. right. Because because your friends can hear you out, your parents can hear you out, and they could talk to you, but they don't always necessarily understand what you're going through. These therapists, they hear stuff like this all the time. They've mm-hmm. studied stuff like this, so they know what's going through your mind. They can relate like, uh, uh, you know, they they know what you're experiencing and they know what that feels like and they also know what what things could be causing it and they help you identify those things you know for me it that that was a big thing uh like you mentioned first there was a lot of hesitation um because of pride and just like the the stigma that was built into me culturally growing up that you know this is not something guys do or or something that brown people do at all that's this is a this is a white people thing (laughs) that white people do you know um and um that was it but then when i started going to going to therapy i was able to identify so many uh insecurities and that really like being able to define those and write them out and be able to list them on a piece of paper and just having that identification that helped tenfold because before that i didn't know why i was behaving the way i was yeah now, now that i know it's like oh i i do this because this is my insecurity like because of those things now i'm like now i can catch myself when i catch when, when i'm when i'm doing something stupid right like i'm like oh why am i doing this or why am i behaving like this it's like oh because that's my insecurity and so then i can catch myself and be like all right you need to not do that because we're better than that and we're stronger than that. So let's not do that, you know? Right. So that was a big part of it. Um, yeah. Um, what else can I say about therapy? Have you, uh, have you ever considered therapy or been to therapy? I have considered it. Cause I think, you know, everybody kind of goes through a period in their lives at some point where they feel that, you know, they're dealing with something mentally that's weighing heavily on them and they don't necessarily know how to deal with it or, you know, how to process the the thoughts that they have sometimes. Right. Yeah. Um, You know, I've, I've, yes, I've considered it in the past before for sure. Um, And I also know other friends and family members of mine who have also gone through therapy and every single person has said very positive things about the experience. Right. Yeah. Nobody's ever said, oh, therapy is a waste of time. Right, Not right, one right. person has ever said that. Right. right exactly. So it, it goes to show that obviously there's value in, in, in seeking help and just letting go of that inhibition itself of mm. admitting that you want to be able to see and speak to somebody who is a professional. Because as you mentioned, your friends cannot help you the way a professional can. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that, that's a big thing. Like when you and I were having conversations earlier on last year, I remember like saying, I wish I could help you. And that is partly the reason like a lot of us, you know, would, would push to say, okay, maybe you should, you know, seek out therapy, you know, and, and that is part of it. Right. Um, but yeah, no, uh, to answer your question, yes, I have thought about it. And I think, I think if I get to a point where I absolutely 
feel the need that I, w- I need to talk to somebody who's professional in this field, yeah. absolutely, I won't hesitate. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that, and and on that note, to what you said, um, for for our listeners out there, uh, this sh- let this serve as an example of how to be a good friend, uh, how to be a good support system for people in your life uh, that are going through something, that some going through some sort of mental illness or going through some sort of depression or anxiety. Uh, find out what the way is. You know, if you're if you're truly friends with them figure out what the best way is to convince them to get help. You know what I mean? So like me and Sumit have a specific kind of relationship and the way Sumit approached it and pushed me was different than me and Jipkirit, who's my other best friend. Uh, you, you know, me and him have a different type of relationship. And so the way he, like, I still remember Jap would literally be upset with me. Like he would be angry with me. Uh, Because he would call me every week and be like, have you signed up for therapy yet? And I'd be like, no, man, I haven't. He'd be like, fuck you, man. You better sign up. I'm going to be really pissed off if I call you next week and you haven't signed up. And he could do that because mine and his relationship is like that. So let let this serve as as a piece of advice. Uh, If you feel like your friends are going through a really hard time, through some sort of depression or anxiety or whatever it is, uh, figure out what the best way it is to approach them and let them know that they need to get help. You know, don't do it in a entitled or rash or irrational way or whatever. Figure out what the right approach is. You know, right. you're you're their friends and you know what works, whether it's through sweet talking or tough love or whatever it is. Um, but you know, that's like in those moments. Honestly, I was talking to somebody about that the other day. In those moments, oh, I was talking about. I was talking to about cancel culture and i was like yeah i canceled a shitload of people in the last year (laughs) (laughs) and uh and i was thinking about why and i was like i'm i did that because you know in those really tough moments i really found out who really cared about me and who really was there just to uh sort of watch the watch the show who was just here for entertainment, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because who was just here to watch Dunmit's life because it's entertaining to watch and who actually was Dunmit's friend and cared about Dunmit. And so I, you know, now I, I ended up canceling all those people that were just like, that I was investing a lot of time into, but I wasn't getting anything back out of. And so now I'm more like, I think I've said this a bunch of times on, on, on yeah, but like, yeah, I truly am trying to invest my time and efforts and my love into the people um, that I truly, that I own, that I care about. And that group doesn't have to be 4,000 people. You know what I mean? Like it just doesn't. Um, yeah. yeah. Anyway, uh, the, Oh, the last thing I want to say about therapy um was um one of the conversations that i was having with my therapist was you know she was saying as you transition out realize that uh she dropped a gem on me she said realize that it's not uh it's not that you're cured it's not that your depression has gone away forever um but you are now better equipped to deal with it than you were a year year and a half ago whatever you know how to handle manage your depression now you Mm -hmm. know how to identify okay what's triggering me what caused this and trace back your steps and be like oh this is what caused me caused me to react this way so 
moving forward, I'm going to avoid this type of situation, this type of circumstance. Um, so mm -hmm. that's, that's a word of advice to, for people too. like, don't think that, you know, therapy is going to go on forever and, you know, something like that. Like you can transition in and out. Uh, and once you transition out, you just learn how to better deal with what's happening in your mind. That's all. Yeah. And if you're out there listening and thinking, you know, you could benefit from therapy, I think the last minute or two that he, uh, he just mentioned that, I think you should play it back and listen to it again, because one of the things he didn't mention is that he made that decision himself. That he felt empowered enough and strong mentally enough to be able to make that decision himself that, okay, I think I've valued and gotten as much out of therapy at this point as I can get. And mm -hmm. I don't yeah. need to regularly continue on with it the way I have. But, right. you know, if it, if you ever need it, it's a still always there in the future yeah, as well. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, and that's that's something me me and my therapist talked about. We talked about how, you know, uh, I was like, hey, I don't want to do this unless you agree, unless I have your blessing. And she was like, no, no, you. She was like, trust me, you're way better at managing it now than you were when you first started. You're in a much better place now. Uh, she's like, it's totally okay for you to transition out. And if you ever need to come back, you, you can. Uh, so I was, that was comforting too, you know? Um, but anyway, we were supposed to, I guess it's kind of related. We were supposed to do an episode to talk about healing. And yeah. I guess. Well, so for anybody who's tuning in for the first time, right? Maybe this is the first episode they're tuning in on, right? Mm. Last week we talked about relationships. And one of the things right. that we talked about Part of, as part of that was the uh, transitioning into a healing process when relationships go awry or things don't go well, right? Right. And so this episode is dedicated towards healing. So, you know, you talking about your mental health stuff and, and therapy and all that, it's a great transition for us to jump back into the conversation and continue last week's conversation. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, so let's jump into it. So um, <clears throat> one of the things we had mentioned that there was an article that we had both read um yeah. i forget the author's name you can plug her if you want <laughs> <laughs> yeah the author's name is arsheen siddiqui she's from toronto uh and she's a poet a journalist um i what's her instagram i will pull up her instagram and give it to you guys in a bit but anyway keep going yeah and so you know we kind of just wanted to continue that conversation and touch on some of the things that she talked about in her article and the, and the art of art or the process of healing uh as a general kind of thing right and mm -hmm. um obviously not specific just to the relationship topic that we covered last week but just healing in general and what it means to heal and how you heal right yeah <laughs> so you know you mentioned uh, everything that you this just is showed. actually great timing because it's it's valentine's day <laughs> yeah. so <gonna> <laughs> wow we did not plan for this ladies and gentlemen let the record show this was not planned that didn't even occur to me until you just mentioned it to be honest yeah with you. <laughs> so. it didn't occur to me until till you started talking i was like oh wait what did we talk about healing and heart related stuff and relationship related stuff and it's and tomorrow's valentine's day so yep. anyway interesting timing it's just <laughs> weird how that worked out but anyway <laughs> so uh, dunman sent me this article last week to read yeah. uh, and it was about healing and the author or the writer um i don't even know if it's an article or a blog post exactly but point yeah. is there's a piece that was written about healing and it it resonated with me quite a bit because i think you know I, let's let's talk about relationships specifically for for a moment right yeah i think 
everybody on some level has experienced relationships going poorly or negatively and not ending up the way you would have hoped or expected it to go right right and so naturally like when you've committed so much time effort uh and you know just mental capacity towards something that you feel was something that was going to last in the long term right it could have a negative effect on your on your psyche on, on your overall like physical or emotional habits yeah, um you know, it, it could it, could, it everybody can i feel can attest to that right yeah so i hope nothing i'm saying is like brand new information to anybody and if you Mm, are if it is then you might be a little too young for this conversation (laughs) (laughs) but you know we we, you know we want to be able to talk about things on here that are real right and things that people deal with and are more kind of things that we deal with yeah because exactly yeah and we're only going to give you our perspective on things right we're not here to be the authority on any one topic or anything we're and not. specifically <laughs> not on healing right because everybody heals in their own way right right <clears throat> Dunmith has his own way of healing i have my own way and we can touch on that later on in a little bit but let's let's talk about the uh the piece that she had written yeah i came across this um uh, this piece that she wrote and there was one specific thing that resonated. She's got a lot of gems in there. A a lot of things that she, she talks about. Um, uh, We will try to, if you hit us up on Instagram, we'll send it. We'll DM you the link. A couple of people asked for it already last week because we had briefly mentioned it last episode, but there's this one thing that she said on there that really, really resonated with me. And, um, she said, healing is difficult because it hurts more than our traumas do. One Wait, more time. Yeah, listen to that one more time. Healing is difficult because it hurts more than our traumas do. And just like, I guess reading that, uh, re- reading that, and, and in another place she wrote again, she wrote about it, she's sort of, uh, repeated that sentiment. She said, it drains us in a capacity that seems more intensified than the actual experiences that got us to this moment. Mm. And so that part really resonated with me because, you know, this past, like the past 18 months have been this very long, lengthy process of healing for me. And at times, I can relate to the sentiment that at times it's felt like, holy shit, this is a lot worse than what I experienced, you know, that caused the trauma. This is a lot worse than, you know, why I'm here. <laughs> and it's, it's great. The end product is amazing because, you know, once you're sort of done healing, you come out on the other side, hopefully fingers crossed, like you come out a better person mm-hmm. and you come out with a lot of great realizations and epiphanies and, and a lot of lessons learned. I mean, at, at least that's what I'm aiming for. Like this healing process for me has definitely been a process where I've learned so much more more about myself in the last year year and a half than i than i did in my 30 years of existence before that like i just i'm amazed by it to a cent, to a certain degree i'm like thankful for the experience because i'm like yo if that had never happened to me i wouldn't know all this about myself i wouldn't know what my insecurities are i wouldn't know why i behave the way i behave i wouldn't know you know why i why i am the way i am and um 
one of the things about this whole healing process has been time. I, I think that's the that's the biggest I know they say like, you know, time heals all wounds or whatever. It sounds mm-hmm. so fucking cliche. And everybody said that to me in the beginning. It was like, hey, no, you'll be okay. Time heals everything. And I didn't want to believe shit. I wouldn't believe nobody. You know, I'm like, no, this is never going away. <laughs> but really, um, you know, my sort of gut reaction was, okay, okay, it's time to heal. How do we do it? Let's do it. I'm ready. Boom, boom, boom. And I kind of started rushing it in the beginning. You know, I was like losing patience. I was like, why am I not healed yet? Why is this not over yet? You know, I've already started. I'm like, oh, I met this other person. I met this other person. So it must be over. But boom, just like that, it was back. Mm-hmm. It's like, nope, not over it yet. Not done oh. yet. <laughs> and so I guess what I've learned, my, my, my biggest lesson learned has been to give it time to be patient with it. Um, to really allow yourself to heal because this shit doesn't happen overnight. It just doesn't, you know? Right. Right. So I think that was a great point. Right. And I think for me, one part that resonated with me specifically was the idea of healing in general is an Mm -hmm. ongoing thing, right? It's never, there's never a point where you just say, Oh, okay, I'm healed now. Right. That doesn't happen. That's, that doesn't exist. Yeah. Healing is a constant thing because everything you've been through in your past, your, your baggage, your traumas, yeah, all that is going to be carried on with you throughout your life, right? You yeah. can't just drop off your baggage somewhere and, and leave, right? You have yep. to take it with you. And so every time you do that, you're now ac- accumulating and your baggage is aggregating every step of the way mm-hmm. throughout your life, right? Everything you go through, everything you experience, everything you think about, there's part of your baggage that is continuing to stack up on top of you. So it always gets to a point where you have to make sense of it, right? You have to figure out how do you navigate through the 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 traffic, let's call it, right? Yeah. And there's just so much ongoing thing, so many ongoing things that you have to take into consideration. And healing is one of those things that is you'll you'll never get to that point where you can just say, I am healed, right? Right, 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 right. And so that's no, a, it's kind of like depression. It's like you you learn how to manage be better and it's something you work on every day you know it's just like and that's the beauty of it too is like when this healing process started it it you know it seemed like it was all going to be about one experience in my life or about one issue in my life or one relationship in my life but when it unraveled it was like peeling layers of an onion it was it was like endless you know it was like holy shit like now i'm discovering this about this childhood trauma comes up this family issues are coming up this you know um job related career related money related shit is coming up it's like all this stuff kind of gets resolved when you're putting your focus on trying to heal when you're putting your focus on trying to be a better person mm-hmm. you know um she said this one thing uh shout out to arsheen by the way her instagram is Arsheen SS, that's A R S H E E N S S. So Arsheen SS on Instagram. Follow her, shout her out, tell her. We'll put her uh, handle in the description for the episode. Yes. Um, But she said this one thing that's also 
it's like a gem of a sentence. She said, healing is more about confronting the ugly than restoring the beautiful. I'm no longer trying to save whatever beautiful is left. I'm trying to acquaint all the hurt with everything else in my life. So this part right there, like healing is about confronting the ugly, not about restoring the beautiful. And that took me a while to kind of process and and come to terms with also because i kept i kept trying to think i just want to go back to being the way i was i was so happy like you know what i mean i was like i just want to go back to being myself but that's not what it was about i can never be that person that i was before never it's just not possible i'll never be the same person again but it's more about okay how do I confront the ugly in me and figure out how to be better moving forward? Right. Right. Um, and so this article just had so many gems and, and it had me thinking about healing. I shared it with Samit. Uh, we're, we've shared it with you guys as well. Um, I'm going to let Summit share his thoughts for a second while I gather some, some of my other. <laughs> Sorry. I was just taking a sip of water. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so, okay, there's another thing that I think people tend to forget. Mm-hmm. And this idea of, of healing is not, you know, it's not, it's not one of those things where you, your mind kind of activates this healing process on its own yeah. necessarily, right? It, it's, it's something that happens by itself, right? Yeah. It's, it's like an innate kind of process that your body and your mind recognizes and starts to do on its own in a lot of ways right yeah and so this idea of oh i have to heal that's not necessarily a thought that many people have i think when they're dealing with things yeah right healing itself is is not just about you know putting band-aids on wounds right yeah there's a lot more that goes into it and and it's it can be time consuming meaning you know you're it's a constant effort that you have to put in to make it happen or you just have to be mindful of certain things. So what I mean to say is that everybody has their own techniques in terms of how they heal, right? Yeah. For me personally, I think I've learned to heal in different ways and I've incorporated different types of healing yeah. into that process, right? Now, I'm a relatively easygoing person. I don't really, I mean, I'll admit I don't tend to feel too hurt about too many things, yeah. right? I try to roll with the punches. I try to accept things as they are when they right. happen, right? Now, that doesn't always happen though, right? Especially depending on the severity and the degree of the things that you deal with or you go through, that changes. Right. So going back to the way I, <clears throat> I heal, I think I've learned to do a few different things. One is to separate myself from a situation and look at it from the outside in, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, Because I think what happens is when we are dealing with things, we get caught up in this silo and you have to remove yourself from the silo and look at it from the outside and say, okay, well, yeah. this is what happened. This is why it happened. This is what it led to. This was the end result. Right. And now you can look at it as somebody who's looking at it from the outside. Because I, I think what happens is when you're too involved in something, you have that tunnel vision, right. you can't think straight. You can't process the things that you're right. dealing with in the same way. So stepping outside of yourself and having that outlook on on everything that you, you're dealing with or you've been through or you just recently experienced that's now causing you to seek healing yeah, 
it's it's beneficial. So that has helped me. Yeah. The other that's thing that's helped me a lot is there's a lot of toxicity in the world, right? Now, yeah, you can't unplug yourself from that toxicity in every way, right? Things happen in the world. You watch the news. Yeah. All you tend to see is negative stuff, right? Right. And sometimes that can weigh on you too, even if it's not related to you. It just feels like everything you're seeing and experiencing oh, dude, is negative. Yeah, I can relate. Yeah, so relate to that. Like, <laughs> right. When you're going through a hard time and, and then you're seeing things that are not so peachy, you're like, fuck, everything is fucked. Like, nothing is good. Not yeah. just me, but like the entire world is screwed up. Like, you know, and it's just like spirals and snowballs. Yeah, I mean, like, just think about what we've experienced in 2020 as a as a global ready, right? Yeah, it's only been a month and a half, and yeah. we've what Kobe coronavirus. Yeah, there's a there's a meteor or something that's about to pass the Earth that could be potentially harmful. <laughs> I was just reading about like, okay, stop. It... <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay, I'll say this because I actually that's my favorite section of the news is the is like the nasa section you know like whatever's happening in space and stuff uh -huh. and that type of article or news actually comes out like many times a year there's yeah. always some sort of asteroid or meteor passing by when they say passing by it's like 200 million miles away or some shit yeah yeah <laughs> but this one is potentially harmful and they've like capitalized the wording so i just thought it was funny really? but <laughs> But there's, you know, I think about everything else that we've gone through in 2020 so far, right? Like yeah. shit happens and you tend to start to think that like, oh, there's negative things happening all around me. Everything is negative and it, and it yeah. weighs on you. It just, you know, whether it's something that's in your control or not, it just, it, it does weigh on you, right? So right. In, in terms of, so what I'm getting at is the way I see it is removing yourself from certain situations and toxic environments and especially toxic people yeah right? i think everybody has dealt with toxic people on some level right yeah but there are certain situations that you just cannot avoid and yeah. it's just about learning how to deal with them like sometimes you have to play mind games with yourself in a way right yeah where it's like why am i why am i stressed like why am i being stupid why am i you know why am i yeah. so worried about everything that's been going on why am i like you know so concerned about these things right and when you when you have these inner like conversations Dialogues, with yourself, yeah, yeah yeah and it helps a lot right so it really does yeah my brother actually put up a post on his instagram story last week or something like that and it was the question was do you have an internal monologue oh yeah, yeah, yeah. i remember that yeah i, I said I yeah and yeah. i don't remember what the I think it was like 23% of people said no, right? That's Something like that, right? What? And, yeah, and I think it's important to incorporate an internal monologue in everything you do in life, right? Yeah. Because it's it's almost like you're having a pep talk with yourself. Yeah. And you're able to better tackle certain situations and conversations and experiences if you're prepared for them ahead of time, right? So like if I'm if I know I'm going to about to have a stressful conversation with somebody, right? I will, before that conversation actually takes place, I will, in my mind, create the conversation, think about all the different ways the conversation might go, what yep. their responses might be, yeah. and what my reaction will be to each of those responses and how mm -hmm. the conversation will progress then from that point forward, right? Yeah. But even in, outside of the whole healing process, I do recommend internal monologues. I think it's just a healthy way to be in touch with yourself, right? Yeah. Creative people, we we sort of have like uh, 
forget a monologue. We have like a rolling documentary that that's in our head. Like we just feel like we constantly feel like we're a part of autobiography documentary that's playing. Uh, and we're constantly like the way we behave, the, the, the way, way we say, say things, the way we interact with people, uh, it's, is all based on, how is this going to play out in this movie that's playing in my head? How is this right. going to look on that screen? Quote, quote. But I want to go back to this one thing you said about toxicity, toxi, toxicity, toxicity, tox, toxicity, tox, to, toxic things. Okay. <laughs> I can't say it. How do you say English, it? English is hard. I get it. <laughs> How do you say it? Toxicity. Toxicity. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and there are times when, uh, and this is my personal experience, when you're going through this process of healing that you have these epiphanies and this, these hard realizations and realize that there are situations in life where sometimes you are the toxic person in a circumstance. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was true for, for a few relationships and a few different uh you know uh well, i don't know what other word I, there is few other acquaintances relationships whatever that I'm part of uh, and i had to then remove myself from those situations because i was like oh shit i think i am the problem in this person's life or i am toxic in this relationship because my intentions are not the same as this other person's intentions mm -hmm. or because i took advantage of this person and you know uh i was not fair to this person or whatever it is so that's a very hard thing to do like to come to the realization that sometimes you're a fucking dick and like you're 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 not a great person is very hard and um, that was a that has been a part of my healing process is to sometimes be like, okay, you know what? I was not a great person at certain times. And granted, you know, I'm not gonna like hold that against myself for the rest of my life, but how do I be how do I become better? How do I be how do I just not repeat those actions, not repeat those types of behaviors and just be better? Right. Um this last thing that she said is actually uh, very cool too. She said it takes a lot of patience, uh, trust in yourself to know that that you have what it takes to be worth it. But the end result is not a healed you. And that's something that 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 I want to repeat to the listeners is that you know when you're going through this healing process, once uh, I mean, f number one, please try not to rush it. Be patient with yourself be patient, you know, and, and trust the process. And two, realize that the end goal is not that, oh, when, I, when I'm done with this healing or when I'm done reading this article, I'm going to be healed and I'm going to be a new person. Like, that's just not how it works. Uh, she said here, the end result is learning all ways that you can be free despite your traumas. And that really also resonated with me a lot she said, I'm not looking for freedom from within a country, but my own body. And I, mm. I still remember this vividly. Um, I don't know if my brother was there or not, but I, I remember vividly uh, back a year ago, uh, I was at the Rootscare Warehouse and 
you know, an entire 12 hours of the day must have gone by. And I was literally, I had just been laying on the couch there, not doing shit for 12 fucking hours. And I remember just like being so upset and so like just distraught that I was, I started yelling out to my brother. I was like, I just want to be functional again. Like I'm unfunctional, not dysfunctional. I'm unfunctional. Like I can't function right now. I can't do the shit that I love doing. You know, I love my business. I love my brand. I love creating dope shit. And I can't even do that right now. And I just want to be functional again. And all of that is because you're trapped. You're trapped inside your own mind. When you're going through shit like this, you're you literally it's you versus your mind. Yeah. And and that's like the those are the hardest battles when you're like when you literally have to like I, I bitch talk myself. I'd be like, you fucking bitch, get the fuck up right now. You gotta go to the gym. No, do not go to that fucking McDonald's drive through. Don't fucking do it. <laughs> like even when the, when I'm at the gym sometime I'm like yelling at my old self I'm like you bitch you better lift that fucking weight you better do another five minutes <laughs> but it works for me you know just yeah. um yeah it's again that internal monologue idea right exactly yeah um you which touched on something earlier too that I want to talk about real quick it's that self-awareness yeah. aspect right where you recognize mm -hmm. that you need to remove yourself certain situations yeah self-awareness goes a long way yeah uh, it's a it's a very important asset to have just in in life in general not just when you're going through shit or you're trying to heal or you know you've experienced something traumatic no you, you should be self-aware in every situation in every aspect of your life yeah and incorporating that is not an easy thing to do necessarily if you're not already a self-aware person and yeah. i don't mean self-conscious i mean no. self-aware there's a difference yeah. right yeah, there's. I, I learned all these things in the past, like year and a half. There's also a big difference between self-love, self-absorbed. Uh, you know, uh, I I used to uh, come across some people that I was like, oh my god, and they used to preach about self-love all the time. They're like, oh right. yeah, so everybody, you got to love yourself, self-love this, self-love that. And when I actually got to know them at a deeper level, I'm like these people aren't practicing self-love. They're just self-absorbed. Like they really mm. just self-love doesn't mean, you know, by any means necessary, you'll do whatever it takes to make yourself happy. Meaning that you're going to hurt other people's feelings. You're going to screw other people over whatever. Like that's not self-love. <laughs> that means that you're just selfish and you care about yourself more than anybody else um self-love is like what summit was saying it's about self-awareness it's about knowing who you are knowing where what you know uh where you stand on certain things it's about being aware of your insecurities being aware of your demons and cutting yourself slack when you need to but also being your own worst critic you know what i mean that's to me that's self-love like mm -hmm. being my own number one fan but also being my own worst critic when whenever you know whenever either is needed yeah um and i i was talking to somebody about we were talking about the same topic and they mentioned that um they mentioned that like oh actually it was in the it was in the article too she mentioned that 
sometimes it seems like these days healing has become some sort of a some sort of a fad you know like some sort of a trend where people have romanticized it to the point where they're profiting profiting off of it you know what i mean mm-hmm. and there's like a very thin line there between using social media to share your experiences and using this concept of universality like using this concept of if i put my pain out into the world you know uh, it's going to help somebody else and it's going to help me because i've just kind of got gotten i've i've parted ways with it now you know um but there's a there's like a very thin line between that and sort of you know capitalizing on it because we live in a capitalist society and literally everything and anything can be monetized right um what what do you think of that do you think these days healing has become yet another fad kind of like you know a lot of other things 110% you think so right I, I don't i think there's i think what happens is when people go through things they realize that other people also deal with the same issues yeah. or similar things and now what they've done is <clears throat> because of social media especially it's become part of their identity and now right. they've made themselves the unofficial poster child for this specific issue let's call it whatever mental health or yeah. uh, you know relationships or whatever right yeah well, whatever whatever involves healing people tend to make themselves the unofficial poster people for for that mm-hmm. topic right and Part of that has to do with kind of exploiting the people who are actually dealing with it and trying to better themselves by kind of showing them that I'm going through it too, guys. I can, if I can go in and deal with it, so can you, right? Right. But the thing is, the benefit there is not to be motivational or, uh, you know, to to help discourage people from having negative thoughts and stuff. Yeah. Just to showcase. Hey guys, this is who I am. This is what I'm about. So if you also have gone through this or deal with it, follow me, right? Mm, yeah. Look at what I'm doing with my life. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it gets romanticized. It gets sensationalized. You know, to a certain point. I mean, I I don't know. Like I remember, you know, in this whole process, there were moments where you know reading something or finding somebody on social media uh that was that had experienced something similar and was writing about it did help a lot like 100% you know i can't argue with that um but then i also started seeing a lot of stuff that was like fluff you know what i mean and i was like okay, uh, I think you're just infatuated with this idea of healing. You're not really experiencing it or not really about it. You know what I mean? And and like like I said, it's a very thin line. Like you always tell because you don't always know who's going through what or whatever, right? But It's just like you mentioned with people who preach self, this concept of self-love, right? Right. Not everybody out there who's preaching self-love is practicing self-love. Yeah. Right. So again, it's like there's just so many people exploiting these things that exist in the world for their own better, I guess their own gain, really. Yeah. For their own selfish gains. Now, I think, 
I don't know. It's it's hard to say because everybody deals with things in their own way, and sometimes they yeah. there are people who are truly out there on social media or wherever that are show or not showcasing it, but like they're using it as an outlet for the things that they're dealing with, yeah, and not necessarily for their own personal gain, right? But it's hard now because of how many people are doing it for the wrong reasons to identify when people are doing it for the right reasons. Yeah, that's the thing. When there's when there's so much of it out there, sometimes the the authenticity of it gets lost, you know? Yeah. And it, it looks too commercial at some points. Right. And you're like, huh. Uh, <laughs> you know, you kind of like second guess it you're like is this really as authentic as it could be right. or is this you know something that people are just trying to make money off of? but anyway yeah. um so I the think, thing is yeah, yeah so the thing is this right let's just wrap things up in a nutshell yeah, i guess in, in terms yeah. of the con the term uh sorry the the subject of healing in general <laughs> yeah so this article definitely opens your eyes to a lot of things. I'm sure some of these things people have already known, but I think yeah. reading it and realizing that it's a common thing that people deal with, it, it goes a long way, right? You're, you're yeah. able to relate to it in a different way. Now, yeah. healing has many, have many different, or, or there's many different ways to heal. Right. And people always have different ways of managing the way they heal as well, right? Yeah. Dunman talked about some of the stuff that he's dealt with and the way he's healed over time. I've mentioned a few things. Um, I think there are some things that can really help anybody, regardless of what the situation is that they're dealing with, right? Like this yeah. whole idea of self-awareness. You don't have to be self-aware right now. You can learn to be self-aware. I wasn't always self-aware. I always was in that. I was in that kind of bucket of people where I always thought whatever I did, I was doing the right thing. You know what I mean? Right. But right. as time goes on, you experience certain things and you start to look at things from the outside. You realize, like you mentioned, maybe you're not the, the, the person that you think you are. And yeah. maybe you need to step aside from a certain situation, go handle your own personal issues that you have, right. better yourself, improve yourself, work right. on the things that are important to you, 100%. and then put yourself in a similar situation again in the future. And right. now you've, you've learned from both yourself as well as that situation to now make yourself or put yourself in a better situation going forward, right? Yeah. You know, even little things like <clears throat> breaking your routine, going on a trip somewhere for a little bit and getting a different experience, it goes a long way. It's like a mental reset when yeah. you've gone somewhere else, you're not seeing the same things on a daily basis, you're not dealing with the same things on a daily basis. You're able to, it, it accelerates the healing process, at least in my personal experience, right? Yeah. I've, I've taken trips when I feel like I've been down and just, you know, need a change of scenery. It helps so much. It's so valuable. And it's also just beneficial for you, not not from that perspective alone, but from the idea that there's so much out there that you can be experiencing and doing and you're you're choosing or your your mind is choosing to focus on whatever the situation is that you're trying to get over. Right. Right. Oh. But anyway, <laughs> this got a little bit deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it it was so good. I got <laughs> I kind of went into the zone. Yeah, we get it, we get entranced in, in yeah. the topic sometimes. Yeah. No, this has been has been great, a great discussion. Um if you guys want to add to it, please um hit us up. Um 
we can have a discussion. Uh, if you have other topics in the future that you want us to talk about, um, you know, of course, as always, our doors are always open. We're always open to hearing your ideas, what you want to hear us talk about. Uh, otherwise, we'll just yap on about whatever the hell we want. Um, to wrap it up, uh, if you're out there, please, uh, if you're out there and you're dealing with some sort of mental health issue, if you're going through depression, if you're going through uh, anxiety, if you're having suicidal thoughts, please, 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 one, know that none of that is permanent. All of that is temporary, that you will be okay, that you are loved, you are cared for, you are valued. Um, please reach out to your friends, your family, reach out to us if you need to. Uh, Seek out professional help, please. Uh, and um, uh, and in, in terms of healing, take your time. Don't rush the process. Uh, and really learn more. Take this time to learn about yourself so that when you come out of this healing process or that you just become a better person so that you free yourself from all the things uh, that were holding you back in, in previously. Um, what else can we say the final note i want to say from my end is take them to church sorry <laughs> don't don't let anybody ever make you feel bad for healing or going through your own healing process yes 100%. never right yeah they, other people don't necessarily know what you're dealing with even if it's your close friends that you talk to about yeah. these issues yeah they're not the ones who are well equipped to help you only you can figure out what the best solution is for yourself, whether that be therapy, whether that be, you know, removing yourself and putting yourself in a different situation, yeah, whatever, yeah. This, whatever it is that you think it is that you need to heal, yeah. do it. It's and, okay in that, in that respect to be selfish. Yeah. And, and similarly, also the last thing is, is be a good friend, uh, be a good family member. If you know somebody is going through something tough uh, and, needs help please do whatever you can to help them to to convince them to seek out help so that they can so they can be better in the future um as yo and listen to music music <laughs> music really helps heal <laughs> make music listen to music uh there were so many great albums uh that helped me in the heartbreak healing process shout out to fate for putting out uh, to whom it may concern if you haven't heard to whom it may concern that fucking album is a great heartbreak album rackstar's heartbreak oh my god rackstar's heartbreak album is another amazing album uh the lyrics on there when it comes to healing when it comes to self-love when it comes to all those things crazy good album summit do you want to throw in any uh you got albums. any favorite? <laughs> you got any favorite heartbreak uh, heartbreak albums? Um, I, okay, so I'm gonna say this: like you mentioned music, and those two albums that you mentioned were definitely some of my go tos when I when I've gone through stuff. Yeah. Uh, but even after I've gone through stuff and I heard heartbreak or I heard to whom it may concern, I remember after I heard heartbreak, I texted Rax. I was like, "Yo, this shit hit home." Yeah. Some of the things you talked about, like this, it's like you just talked about my entire life, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, Fate, Fate knows, you know, he and I have talked about it in, in length about the shit that he mentioned on To Whom We May Concern. It's a very, it was all stuff that like we've all kind of been through, 
in some yeah. way or another, right? Um, and if not personally, we've seen other people go through it or deal with those things. And so it was very, there is a lot of relatable music out there for me personally, aside from yeah. those two albums and those two artists, you know, anything prophecy does is always sentimental. So oh, yes. <laughs> that always helps. Oh but, my God. How did I forget prophecy's album? <laughs> oh my God. That album too. Three great albums from three artists that I love and respect three of our homies oh my god prophecy seasons album how could i forget oh my yeah. god I'm bl i blanked shit i'm stupid and yeah. beyond uh, that frank ocean frank is ocean a great artist to listen to swim good mm -hmm. nova kane adele <laughs> adele's 21 is a great breakup album <laughs> bro every album she does is a great breakup that's, album <laughs> that's true <laughs> um yeah man find find what 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 helps you whether it's writing whether it's some sort of creative any sort of creative outlet music comedy um even whatever. if you just write for Gaming. yourself yeah that right. really helped me a lot i was yeah, journaling too. yeah that definitely helps anyway we're gonna wrap it up uh you beautiful beautiful people we love you uh thank you for tuning in this is our 30th episode holy shit summit 30 episodes Wow. Damn, I feel uh, like I just turned 30 again. <laughs> I did not think we would get past five episodes, honestly. Uh, but we're on number 30. Um, we're Soon enough, we're going to be celebrating our one-year anniversary. Um, is that when we hit 52 episodes? When did we launch? Uh, we launched probably in... not because we've taken a few weeks off here and there. But um, We launched. When was the first episode launched? I have to look at the exact date. I think it was May 25th or something let me see if i can find me a second that's memorial day weekend is it yeah <clears throat> okay well whatever we'll try and coincide both those things if we have to do a few extra episodes we'll do a few episodes it'd be great for us to celebrate our one year anniversary yeah may 25th uh, with 52 episodes or 50 episodes whatever may 25th okay cool oh yeah 25th 52 reverse numbers holy shit yeah <laughs> is gonna be great uh thank you guys for tuning in uh we're extremely thankful as always uh for uh your patronage <laughs> and to bring that back one time bro let it die let it die <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys for tuning in uh, as always we appreciate your love please feel free to share this with your friends with your family uh you never know who uh, might want to hear what, what we had to say on here. Uh, and hopefully this will help somebody out there. Um, so you want me to close it out? You got anything to say? No, bro. Kill it. All right. Thank you guys for tuning in to yet another beautiful episode of yet another podcast. Your boys, Summit and Thunmit. We're out. Peace. Peace. Classics. Classics.